And the myth we're going to be talking about today, one of them, right, is that... Yeah, um, there are plenty. There are plenty. Yeah, there are plenty. We can't commit if we are in an open relationship. Hi, my name is Gwen and I'm an open relationship coach. And I am Mr. T, her partner in crime. We're here to share our awesome journey with open relationship and non-monogamy. Disclaimer. We are not here to tell you what to do, what is right or wrong in your relationship. We are here to give you ideas and tips based on our own experience. And while doing so, we may discuss things that are not suitable for a younger audience. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to Moon Eye Open Relationship, the podcast. Hello and welcome back for episode... Number five. Five, damn. We are under number five. They keep going and growing and going and growing and going and growing and going and growing. Is that um, does that mean that we've been doing that podcast for more than a month now? Shit. <laughs> wow. 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 Anyway, we hope you're enjoying it. Um, we hope so. Yeah. <laughs> we are enjoying it a lot. We are having a lot of fun. <laughs> so we wanted to talk about one of the myths about open relationships. Yes. Myth and misconceptions. Of open relationship. <laughs> exactly, with that voice. And the myth we're going to be talking about today, one of them, right, is that... Yeah, um, there are plenty. There are plenty. Yeah, there are plenty. We can't commit if we are in an open relationship. So that's the myth, right? And so we yeah. wanted to talk a little bit about it today and kind of give our point of view and opinion on that. Yeah. What do you think, Mr. T? <laughs> uh, I remember in the beginning when we started together and I would say to people that we were and started to voice that we were in an open relationship. One of the first things that people would say is like, oh, you don't love her. And it's like, yes, I do love her. Do you? Yeah, I do. A lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and, as, and I would ask, why would you say that? And it's like, oh, because if you, if you were in love, you would not have the concept of sharing your partner with anybody else. Are you sharing me? I, I yeah, share you. I pimp you up. <laughs> <laughs> you must be really rich by now. <laughs> oh. If I had a coin for everyone. Oh, 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 oh. Maybe not. Maybe not. No. Come on. <laughs> I was going to say something and it just like, poof. Went away. And then went away. Yeah, we'll come back. Yes. It's like a boomerang. It goes away instead of... I, uh, I remember now. There we yeah. go. It came yeah. back. The boomerang. Uh, I have this idea that when you share it with someone, it means that you have property of that person. Yes, we're getting into another topic, but yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's the concept that, that it comes mostly from monogamy yeah. mentality, where you kind of own the person. And you have your right to Even though you own, you possess that person. Yes. That's, that person is yours and yours to do and undo whatever you want. And gives you rights on that person. It gives you rights, yeah. yeah. That's another topic. So, you were saying we're talking about commitment today. Can you yeah. For me, always it's been really funny to think that people connect that to love. And we're going back. It's, it's, it's what, to... what is that? Huh? Connect what? Connect that to love. What do you mean that? Like people connect the fact that we are in an open relationship uh -huh. with the... The fact that the, 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 not there is not love mm. between us. As we're doing this just for fun or mm -hmm. for, for, a, for a little time just to fill up the space until the one come in mm -hmm. and it's like uh... it's this whole idea that sexual exclusivity means commitment so yeah. if you're not sexually exclusive with someone 
then you're not committed to that person. Hence, mm. you're not fully in love. Mm. Right? Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's, a, it's this interesting idea that we have. Um, I'm going to call, call it, it's not I'm going to call it, I'm going to talk about one of the notions that we talk about um, when we talk about relationships, which is the uh, relationship escalator. Okay. Is this idea that you meet someone, you occasionally date, and yeah. this is still accepted that you may not be exclusive. Mm-hmm. And, and once you're exclusive. And yeah. once you're exclusive, you become a couple. And then that is where we talk about escalator. And then the next thing is that you're going to uh, move in together and then you're going to get married and then you're going to have kids. Maybe you're going to have a, a dog <laughs> and then you're going to buy the house and you're going to have the house with the white fence outside and blah, 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 blah. Right? <laughs> this is the relationship escalator. And so in this relationship escalator that everybody has in mind, first is putting a lot of pressure on, rela- on, on relationship and, and people in general, I believe. But also is this idea that you start committing by the moment you um, stop dating other people. Mm-hmm. Right? So where do we fit here in terms of commitment when we are in an open relationship? Well, it's exactly the same thing. It's just that we remove this, this little step there where we decide that we are not going to be sexually exclusive. But it doesn't mean that we can't have that same relationship escalator and this same commitment to someone. Exactly. Yeah. And actually, I can tell you that it's the love that I feel for you through this relationship. Aww. It has not comparison with any other experience of love that I had before. Mm-hmm. So how, how would you say that you, let's say we're not going to buy a house and we're gonna, not going to have children and we're not going to get married. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel you can show me your commitment? What, how do I feel your commitment? I don't me? know, you tell me that. <laughs> well, do you feel commitment from me? I do, I do, completely. And where does that come from? Like, For me, it's always been like, I have a friend, a friend with, a f- good friend with benefits. Good benefits. Yeah, very good benefits. <laughs> I cook really well, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Would you say loyalty? Yeah, is something that would be more important to you to show commitment than sexual exclusivity, for example. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Had an idea and <laughs> boomerang went away. I think um, for me, commitment means that I know you'll be around if if something goes wrong, like in the good and in the bad. Mm-hmm. And and I know that from you, like I know that you're gonna be here even if something happens and I'm not at my best. I know that you'll be there because. Mm-hmm exactly what we're talking about you're loyal and you're always honest and and Mm. here for me and that's for me is definitely more of a commitment sign than than sexual exclusivity for example yeah the other thing that i was ah shit goes comes and goes comes and goes Ah, oh no something that i had in mind i've been having in mind for quite a while as well is this idea that there's nothing obligating us to stay together. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I want to say. Yeah. There's not, it's not a contract. It's not a ring. It's not a, there's nothing there that obligates you to stay. So is that your definition of commitment? Commitment is being able to be fully yourself. Yeah. Ex- ex- exercise your freedom fully. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're feeling that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad too. I have the same feeling. So. That's good. I'm glad too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do. I do remember um, one of my colleagues telling me that I explained to her what we were doing and and that we were in an open relationship. And then I think she had a comment like, uh, "Oh yeah, but as soon as you're gonna buy a house, like 
you you you're gonna you can't stay in an open relationship right and i found it really interesting because she obviously knows what's an open relationship but in her in her mind as soon as you start doing something that is something that only monogamous people do (laughs) potentially in her mind but we're going to what we were talking in the last podcast in terms of the society rules and and norms when you buy a house when you have a kid that means that you are in that escalator and certain level you're an adult yeah but it's (laughs) not only the adult part it's like you got to a level in that relationship that you should not be with anybody else that's it that's it you've played around you play around that's it you you should not be having fun (laughs) anymore all right, I think we can conclude that section um, and and we're going to conclude with this idea that if someone tells you that if you're in an open relationship, you are not committed to that person, um, well, it's actually a myth, right? You can be as committed as possible without having sexual exclusivity going on. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. You can, yeah, do not believe on the that. The word of what they say. No, the myth. <laughs> That is a bad myth. (laughs) All right. Awesome. Cool. Next. Once upon a time in a country far, far away. Hashtag New Zealand. Great. Here we are back after that amazing jingle that I still enjoy listening. (laughs) Such a beautiful voice. Oh. Anyway. (laughs) Guys, if you want me to send you messages with my voice pretending to be Gandalf. Like a, yeah. a answering machine yeah. voice. You can you can go to my OnlyFans and That would be awesome. That would be awesome. We would be so rich. I have I have my OnlyFans for my voice. And I do this voice like this. <laughs> I'm sure there's a mark in there. Yeah, probably it is. Anyway, so last week we left out after we went for the first time to our sex club and then in this in that sex club we met a couple that we connect not only physically, physically but intellectually as well and we had a lot, a lot of fun and conversations and things like that we stayed in contact they didn't live in New Zealand they lived in Australia so we started planning after they left because they were here for a short period of time and they had to go back to Australia. And we so we were in January at that point, eh? January? When we went, yeah. When we went wow. to that club, yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, because yeah, you just came back from uh, your trip for Christmas. Mm, wow, you have yeah. Citripio. I'm going to call you Citripio. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's Arturito. Anyway, so we stay in contact through Facebook and we started thinking and planning to maybe meet and do like a little holiday. That's what we did. We waited a few months and then we actually flew to Australia for a three days weekend. Yes. In October. Mm. We rented a beautiful apartment with beautiful view on the sea and we met with those guys. Yeah, and we had an amazing weekend. It was... I don't know. It was nerve-breaking. It was so much fun. It was a lot of experience at the same time. Mm. Yeah, we spent the whole weekend indoors, even when outside was pretty nice. (laughs) (laughs) I think we came out only on Monday morning to the beach (laughs) to have a coffee and come back to... Yeah, it was fun. Anyway. Anyway. We thought that... So, Mr. T, can you tell me what was... um, 
best part of this weekend for you? Uh, the best part, I don't know. It was the first, obviously, the experience, the 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 connection, the the fun that we had together. The it was so so surreal and so amazing at the same time. And yeah, still quite natural though, right? It, it yeah. was quite organic. It, it was organic. It was yeah. nothing forced. Nothing yeah. was. Nothing felt out of place. Mm. It was really, really good. Any, any less positive things? Yes. Not with them. It was nothing with them. We me. Not with you either. You were, <laughs> you were amazing. But I had a, another friend uh, that at the time she was like a unicorn. And for those ones that don't know what a unicorn is in the world of swinging, unicorns are single ladies that keen to have threesomes with couples. Happy to mingle. Yeah, with couples. And this friend of mine was in the same city at the same time and kind of stayed in contact and uh, we kind of agreed to meet. And we met and the Saturday night, we went out, the four of us, we all dressed up, we dressed up, we went out, had dinner and things. And I think because we created such a nice vibe and we created a certain environment with these guys, she was completely out of place. Mm. And it was really hard to make her come and into the same vibe that we were in. Into that bubble, eh? Yeah, into the bubble. Yeah. And I remember for the guys, it was a little bit mm. uncomfortable as well. Yeah. So uh, the night that was supposed to be for the four of us to be very sexy, dressed up, we had a sexy time and, and we had an amazing time afterwards. But I think in the Once beginning... Once the unicorn left, right? Yeah. 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 During the night, was a little bit... Yeah, it, it was not as... It, fe it felt forced. Yeah, exactly. Exactly yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So my only taking with that, just make sure that the people that is going to be involved in a situation like this be all in the same That or, or everybody knows, knows each other. Yeah, everybody knows I each other. I think because yeah. the unicorn knew us but not them, it, yeah. was, it was a little bit harder to connect. To connect yeah. yeah. What about you? What was the pro the, and cons? Uh, pro, definitely getting uh, three times more attention Mm. hugs physical connection laugh and and all of that than when you're just with your partner yeah and suddenly you've got three people there that yeah it's it's amazing yeah it's incredible the the reverse effect is that it does take a lot of energy out of you mm. so um I think we came out from that weekend and uh, we were yep. a bit exhausted physically, for sure. <laughs> but uh, definitely takes some energy out of you. Yeah. So make sure that you eat well, <laughs> you prepare your vitamins and your, your proteins yeah. and things like that. So you don't finish yeah. completely exhausted halfway through and not being able to to enjoy it fully. <laughs> I think what was really funny is, you know how you feel really comfortable with your partner. If you live with your partner, right? Mm. Uh, you're comfortable to a point where you just like walk naked in your apartment. Yeah. And it's, yeah. That was the same feeling that I got being in this apartment, but with three other people. Like, yeah. You know, it was and just everybody really was easy. like, yeah. Um, so yeah. I guess the, not that we were naked all the time, but... <laughs> <laughs> it was just feeling really easy. 95% of the time. <laughs> it was really hot outside. It was, it was. Yeah, Australia. <laughs> um, but I guess one suggestion for people that want to try this is to kind of make sure that you get along really well with those people. Mm. Like it's not just about physical connection. 
if you get to spend a whole weekend with another couple, uh, it's not just going to be about physical connection. It's going to yeah. be also about being able to have cool conversation, the same sense of humor or things like that. So you can actually connect fully yeah. with those people. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that was our first experience having like creating friendships yeah. uh, in the same world. And, and that's another thing that going back to what we talked before and, and now, when you have people that you can talk about things and it's really important that it's not that everybody's in the same line of thoughts. True. So there is not judgment. There is no, you, you don't have to be explaining your reasoning behind your madness. Exactly. You're so when you're saying that you've had a, a night, you don't have someone saying, oh, I don't know how you can share your girlfriend. Yeah. But someone saying, oh, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> I guess it, we, we did feel a little bit lonely at the beginning of, of this whole exploration. Mm. Um, it created an amazing bond between the two of us. Yeah. Uh, it was like a, a big secret life that we had. Uh, that no one knew about, but it did feel a little bit lonely when we needed it's, to share experiences. Yeah. Probably something that we can explain and talk later in, uh, or in another episode is, is that at, the, at that time was a lot of judgment around the, the concept. Now, I feel like nowadays you say that you're in an open relationship and it's like, okay, yeah, true. there's not much. True. But at a time, it felt like if you would say that, like we talked before, yeah. there's a lot of, oh, you know, love or a lot of preconceptions and judgments against religion yeah you're gonna go to hell <laughs> if it was for that <laughs> i think we, we i, I we got do. the first ticket <laughs> uh, first class to go to hell from many years ago many years ago yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway maybe we can keep that for a different episode yeah, yeah definitely yeah? definitely um and i think now it's time to answer some, some questions. questions you'll hear it you'll type it you'll send it you ask for it, you'll hear it, you type it, you send it, you ask for it. Right. All right, all right, all right. You ask for it. And, and we will try to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> Best we can. <laughs> okay, so today we are going to be talking about something that seems similar, but is a little bit different. So the first question that we had mm -hmm. was... If you are in a relationship with a primary partner mm -hmm. and you are going online to try to find dates and hookups, um, do you tell those other people that you are in an open relationship? Mm, that's very important. Look, I have tried both. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, can, by experience, I can say that it's much better to be upfront with everybody. Um that's your male perspective. Yeah, from my male yeah. perspective. Like in my case, particularly, I don't like the feeling or that the other person feels that I try to trick them mm -hmm. to get what I wanted. Uh, and like I said, I did something like that in the past. Like I, I didn't say, I didn't mention that I was in an open relationship. Why? Uh, because I, I really want to have something with this person. And I kind of, like I said before, the section before. Mm -hmm. At a time, I felt it was a lot of preconception and a lot of judgment around the concept. So I, w I preferred to not say it mm -hmm. and and it kind of let it flow. And the moment it will come and I will say it in a moment that is right. The problem was the moment was never right and the other person find out in the wrong time. Like always happen when you hide, hide yeah. and lie about something. So 
just to give a little bit of context though, um, mm. was that person here in New Zealand? No. So you could have been single. If you were single and meeting that person at the time, mm -hmm. would you have been keen on having a relationship with that person? No, no for relationship. I mean, yes and no. Because I, I, I do remember what happened. Mm. And I think the idea anyway is that open relationship or not, that you had a girlfriend was quite irrelevant anyway. She knew she knew that I would not be able to have a relationship with her. She knew that it, it was going to be something casual. Yeah. It was going to be something that had an end after the the time that we were going to be together. So it, all those things were super clear. Yeah, but, but still. But still, the person feel betrayed. So since then, I prefer to say that straight away or the earliest possible with the person that I'm in. And if the person has any preconception or something against that, I'm happy to... Okay. Cool. That's it. That's it. Ciao. See ya. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Look, the theory of it is that it's called consensual non-monogamy yeah. because you're supposed to get the consent from every single part involved. Your primary partner, but also the secondary partners that you're going to have. Mm -hmm. Uh, consent that they know about the situation and that they're going into um, whatever's going to happen knowingly. What I've noticed though personally is that if I'm going, and I'm talking more about online dating, I'm not that great at picking up people in bars and stuff like that. <laughs> Mr. T is a lot better at that than I am. If I'm meeting someone online on a dating app, as soon as they know that I'm in an open relationship, I notice um, a different treatment. Hmm where uh, guys don't respect me as much, don't feel like they have to flirt or create a connection or anything. It's straight, without even meeting me, they get into like um, really um, aggressive. dirty, aggressive sex talk. The usual sending pics and stuff like that, but also, and, and, and it's not really what I'm looking for. Like mm. I'm actually enjoying the <laughs> flirting and everything. So maybe what I, I'm kind of doing now is that... Um, I'm not really mentioning it until I get to meet that person face-to-face -face for a first drink, on the mm. first date. And then I'm cash and I, we talk about face-to-face -face and everything, but I don't really mention it uh, before the first meeting. Yeah. I, th I think it's important to get to know the other person a little bit before you're going to have an encounter yeah. and, and try to pay attention to the red flags. You know, well, it is definitely a red flag when, when that happens for sure. You have the, the way to kind of ask certain questions in terms of, you know, conversations that you can have that can give you the, the person might be a little bit close-minded yeah. or not so open yeah. or being too conservative or so things like that. That might give you the, the clues that you know that what what's going to be the answer and what's going to be their position and when you when you mention it, yeah. Yeah. you know. So I prefer to avoid the whole thing straight away. <laughs> So, no bad. waste of time here no, for Mr. T. No. Oh, no. <laughs> There's no time to waste, guys. All Listen. right. So... That's question one. That's question one. Question um, two. The question two is kind of similar, but different. The same, same, different. Same, same, but different. If you're single... Yeah. And you know that the next relationship that you want to have, you want to have an open relationship or non-monogamous relationship, mm -hmm. how soon do you tell uh, the person that you're dating about it? I think it's, oh, in my case, oh. I would say, oh. <laughs> I think I think I should not, I would not bring that up straight away. Mm -hmm. 
I think sometimes if you present it straight away, can kind of scare the other person if the other person is not in the same mentality. However, if you get to know each other, if you get to uh, feel each other more and you feel like the things can grow, it might be easier to introduce the subject later on in the dating uh, step. Yeah. If we're going back to the step yeah. escalator during the dating, and then you can see after two or three dates, you know if you want to stay with that person or not for longer. Yeah. And then if you if you see that it's a possibility, then you bring... And, and at some point, that conversation will come in terms of relationship or... or Sexual exclusivity. And, you know, no, no, or visualizing, visualizing future. Yeah. I, I'm saying this, no exclusivity, because I think, I don't know if people talk in that way, uh-huh. talking about exclusivity. I think people start talking about that when they have to define the, the, the relationship. Yeah. But it's a moment in the dating area that you have the space that talk, that visualize the future somehow. Wow. And I think it's, it's good to do it maybe there when you put your, what is your non-negotiable mm. size. Mm. Okay. I would not do this once you are in a relationship. Okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, I always want to have an open relationship, but I didn't want to tell you. Too late. Because the person will feel again. It will feel betrayed. You feel yeah. like, you know, you've been lying to... Yeah. I don't know why you would lie to get into that. Or, but there's people for everything. <laughs> what is your opinion in this question? In this question? Um, I kind of... I, th- I think it depends a lot on the person you're dating. Um, there's a vibe first, obviously. It's pretty cool if you can talk during the dating um, time with that person about what do they think about non-monogamy and they may be really open about it. If the person uh, has never heard about non-monogamy, it can feel a little bit daunting and a little bit extreme for them. They may not know what it is. So just try to see how they feel about the casual experience first. Mm, If you feel like they are trying to rush into getting exclusive and being in a relationship, you may want to talk really quickly about all of that run <laughs> oh no don't run don't run guys don't run <laughs> but you may want in that case to really quickly say look i'm i'm into non-monogamy yeah um and this is really important to me if if you feel like the person is pretty uh, casual and chill about all of that then you can take your time and, and see how how you can develop that into an open relationship knowing that every single relationship will be different anyway yeah and i, and I think it's important to understand the more certain you are of where you are in life and what you want in life, first, it will be easy to communicate that with someone else without sure. feeling guilt or, or shame, any, or, or, shame yeah. or anything like that. Second, most probably you will start attracting the people that is kind of the same vibe as you. So sure. it would not be a problem to talk about the subject straight away. Sometimes what happens is when you are in the in the building, when you are in the middle, when you are defining yourself, you tend to be with people that is not in the same vibe or could be, but they're not sure maybe, maybe themselves. It, it makes it a little bit harder to express it or to put it out straight away. Sure. So... If you are in that stage that you're feeling that you need to, that you're not completely sure about yourself or it's something that you need to work a little bit more with you, I have a very good coach <laughs> in open relationship that I can recommend you. Her name is Wen and she has a website, uh, munaiopenrelationship.com and you can book your date and uh, your date, date. <laughs> not don't date her or oh, date her if you want to if I you want to i don't, I don't date know. my clients okay yeah sorry guys. there you go sorry sorry guys 
I, I, I spoiled that one. <laughs> okay, guys, this is the end of this beautiful episode. We uh, hope so we could give you some insights and outsides <laughs> of open relationship. And if you want to know more, you can contact, as I said before, munaiopenrelationship.com or Instagram or TikTok. You can find us um, on Spotify and you can find us on TikTok and Instagram. And that's it for today. This is it. And this, my friends, is the end of the episode. But don't worry, we will be back with the next one really soon. Ciao, ciao! Do you speak Spanish? No, I have a good accent. How oh, is it? In Espanol. Is it? Espanol? Si. Hey, Espanol de mi corazón. Exactly. Ay, sí. Ay. Arriba, arriba. Daddy, daddy, daddy. Daddy, daddy, daddy.